Josie DeVidio is a woman with too much time on her hands and a curiosity to explore the human experience with a passion to bring entertaining and informative content to your ears. Real talk, real people. This is Josieology. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Josieology. I am your host, Josie DeVidio. I am a dentist, a podcaster, and a healing agent. My guest today is Dr. Angie Willacala, and she is a chiropractor, an author, and a fighter. And I call her that because Dr. Angie is battling breast cancer. So in the spirit of real talk, today's episode is about what it's really like to have cancer and how you can support a loved one or a friend going through it. But before you think that this episode might be a downer, let me tell you this. Cancer is not a death sentence. In fact, Dr. Angie is also the founder and CEO of Healing Agents International, an organization that brings hope to those with cancer, choices for the patients and their families, and support by helping you build your team of champions. Dr. Angie Willacala, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Josie. I can call you Dr. Josie, right? You can call (laughs) me straight Josie. That's right. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me today. I'm glad you can join me. Um, For me, you're like the role model of what positivity in the midst of adversity is. So I'm super excited to have you on today to talk about your journey, which Mm -hmm. hasn't been all, you know, a bed of roses, but you're still the most positive person I know in light of everything that you've gone through. Oh, thank you so much. So for my listeners who don't know you, tell us about yourself and a little bit about your cancer journey. Okay, well, I am a chiropractor for 20 years, which has been amazing. I'm a mom of a superstar athlete. Uh, we've switched from baseball to basketball, now into baseball. And now I've been on this path of cancer since 2010. So I can't believe it's been since 2010. So uh, yeah, cancer has been in my life for a while and uh, it just becomes, it's, it's where I'm, I'm hanging out you know, and helping more people. Now, I mentioned that you have breast cancer. Is there a specific kind of breast cancer that you're dealing with? Yes. So in 2010, I was diagnosed with um, stage two. It was zero at the time, but it was actually stage two breast cancer. And mine is the hormone sensitive cancer. So HER2 positive. So that means the estrogen in my body actually drives my kind of cancer. So I've been dealing with this for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. Did you have any signs or um, symptoms or or how did they, you know, how did you get to the point where you got the diagnosis? Well, I, being a chiropractor, I was in the shower and I felt like a thickness in the skin of my right breast and there was no bump, no lump. And I went into my doctor and actually showed her on my, on my breast, like, no, feel this right here. I just felt the a difference in sensation, um, just a thickness in the skin. So she sent me for a mammogram and I didn't believe that first mammogram. So I went for a second one. Was the first one negative or was it positive and you were in disbelief? It was positive and uh, they wanted to like get me into a biopsy like the next morning. And it was just like, it was overwhelming because there was a lot of I guess I had a lot of calcifications in the breast. Uh-huh. So I just went and got a second opinion. 
because being in the healthcare profession, we got friends. Right. <laughs> so uh, we decided to get a second test just to confirm that. And um, sure enough, it was stage, quote, zero, DCIS, which a lot of you are probably learning all the names and flavors of this fun thing called cancer. Um, but for me, it was, you know, very early stages, all good. I did, um, I did choose to have a double mastectomy because instead of they got rid of that cancer, it was so early stages that I wouldn't have to have chemo or radiation. And my spirit jumped out of my body and went, that's what I want to do because I'm a chiropractor. I'm a health prof I don't want to do chemo. I don't want to do radiation. I, I like to live in the natural thing of things. So, um, that's how the story begins. In 2010, I had my, my surgery. So at your first diagnosis, um, obviously, I think it's always in a patient's best interest to get a second opinion, especially with something so um, serious. Mm -hmm. But talk to me about the emotions. Like when you get that diagnosis, first of all, how do they tell you? Do they sit you down? Like, is it as dramatic as it is in the movies? Like, oh, let's sit down and have this serious conversation. It was so crazy. Yeah. I sat down. This guy was so loom and gloom, like I was going to die. And they gave me this pamphlet that was 20 years old. And I was like, get me out of here. What are you guys talking about? Like, no, be quiet. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> So yeah, always get two and three opinions because, you know, this is a serious thing for sure. But yeah. So they were just matter of fact and gave you some information and said, okay, good luck. Find your way. Yeah. Like next step was the biopsy, you know, and then the next step is, okay, here's a surgeon and here's an oncologist. And the next step is next thing you know, you're on all these steps that you have no knowledge about. You're you have to talk to like six doctors, and then you want to get good doctors. And how do you find a good doctor? And it's just overwhelming for sure. The shock first, the shock of the c word, right? You know, and then you've got to like take action and start helping yourself, like. <laughs> right. I mean, you would think there would be like a quarterback for this now because right. you've never had to go through this, but obviously people in the healthcare field do it all the time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you would think there would be um, like a middleman kind of helping you to yes. navigate this new thing because like you said, it, it's it's overwhelming and there's a lot to think about and it's a lot to think about all at once. It's not like you can take your time and mm -hmm. you know figure it out as you go. Yeah, they want to rush you and, you know, fix you in two weeks and you're having surgery and, you know, it's such a urgency thing and they put fear into you. And, you know, I was 35 at the time. So, you know, this was, this is not quote normal, but now we're seeing more and more women that are, are diagnosed with breast cancer, even in their twenties now. So it's like, it's real. That's why we're here. Let's talk about this real thing. Right. Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're seeing more, you know, diagnoses in younger age populations? Gosh, there's so many theories on that. Our food, our nutrition, the toxicity in our world. Um, just we're exposed to so many toxins now that, you know, than when our parents were here and living in the same neighborhoods. Um, our food sources, um, there's so much under. Technology, you know, there's just... 
there's a huge thing and, and stress too. And, you know, our, our emotional status, our emotional well-being is really a huge part of this as well. Um, a happy life, you know, and, and everything. So it's pretty huge. So they tell you you need all these things and surgery. Um, but in the meantime, you're walking around, you're still feeling normal and good. For you, it was just a thicker piece of skin that you noticed. Yeah, there was no like lump. There was no pain. There was no like a body part of mine wasn't working, you know, it's, it's like, what is this? So I went ahead and did the surgery because I knew I wasn't going to be needing my breasts. I breastfed, breastfed my son for three years almost. So I was, we were done having kids and, um, fast forward, we go through the surgery and they do the lymph node thing. And now my quote, my first diagnosis was stage zero, but then after the surgery, they had some, I had some cells in my lymph nodes. And so then I became stage two, like overnight. So I had a, gosh, I think it was a nine hour surgery, very wow. intense surgery. Cause I did the reconstruction at the same time. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big ordeal. Um, but the good thing was I continued to just heal from that. I did everything natural. I did IVs. I did juicing. I did supplements. I really focused on the natural integrative doctors and choices. Um, I think they did recommend me to do chemo radiation, but I, you know, for myself, I, I heard no from God, like God is my great physician. So when I checked in, I heard no and I listened. So I was clear. I was in remission for three years. And then uh, May of 2013, I kept having this back pain, this back pain. I didn't know what was going on. I'm a chiropractor, right? This is my job. Right. So I go to my friend. I said, hey, I think I need an MRI. I think I, heard I blew a disc or something. It's very common in our practice. Um, and so I go get this MRI and my colleague comes to my office and says, which is funny because I always go to his office for lunch, but he came to my office for lunch and said, they found some cancer cells in your low back. They found the cells in your L5 vertebra. Wow. I just about dropped. I was like, what? So I went from stage zero to kind of two in surgery. And then I'm at, I'm at stage four metastatic breast cancer in my spine in 2013. So as you can imagine, <laughs> The you know what hit the fan. Right. I went home and cried for that whole afternoon on my friend's living room floor till our kids came home from school and I scooped myself up and went home and went on my merry day. I didn't even tell my husband at the time because I didn't want to ruin him. I, I just wanted to give him another day of not knowing this horrible news of the next journey we had to deal with. And um, yeah, so that led me on my next journey. So stage four, y'all, I'm still here. <laughs> right. And it's been a long time. And, you know, that's what I was saying at the top of the show that you are a fighter. Um, I know that you've tried, you know, initially you were trying to stick with all your uh, natural options and holistic options. But I know that at this point you've tried a lot of things. Um, but before we delve into all the therapies that you've tried, I know initially you were doing things like uh, supplements and IVs. And I know that most of our listeners aren't familiar with that. So if you can speak a little bit about what 
that is and where you would find something like that. Okay. Well, that's something that I, I help people with now too, is just directing them wherever, whatever state they're in, whatever country they're in, um, is finding a functional nutritionist and or a new, uh, an integrative doctor who has more knowledge that really specializes in cancer. Because, you know, cancer is just a cell that is going haywire. This is an immunology disease and dysfunction. So you have to check the body and see what is going on. So doing lab work, seeing... Where are the deficiencies? Is the body inflamed? Is the body low on all the B vitamin complexes? So you really got to take, it's just a wake up call. That's what cancer is. You need to look at the body, see where there's the deficiencies and then support the deficiencies so that your body gets strong enough to heal and kick cancer's butt once and for all. Right. Referrals are important and, and asking questions, asking your friends asking Facebook, I need an integrative doctor, I need a nutritionist, wherever you can get a good referral. And the IVs that they do in those offices, are they um, something specific? Are they vitamins? Are they, you know, a concoction of specific for cancer? What, what is that all about? Yeah, so great question. So the vitamin, vitamin C IV is a very common uh, IV because at high doses, not like you can just take vitamin C for your stomach, you know, for your body. The high dose of vitamin C that goes through your IV acts as a peroxide for the cancer cell. So when the cancer cell meets this high dose of vitamin C, it actually implodes that cancer cell. Plus it boosts your immune system. So you're getting that extra support to kick cancer's butt. So that's like the number one recommendation people will do. Plus, there's other um, vitamin IVs um, that might support your body. Plus, they do something called like chelation to pull out minerals, um, like metals, not minerals. We want our minerals, but metals, toxic things in our body that we've talked about, which is could be causing your body to not function at its best. So that's kind of what that's all about. So from there, you were more or less clear for you said three years mm -hmm. and then you had the back pain you had the MRI they discovered it in your back and so what happens next so I go I finally find my I finally find an oncologist that I it took me a year but I finally found a con oncologist to support me in managing the disease but I had I went all integrative doctors um Irvine and LA. Um, there's a, a low dose chemo that you can do. Uh, I sent my labs to Greece to find out exactly what combination of even chemotherapy medicine or homeopathic medicine, what kills my cancer cell, Angiolacala, 80% of the time. And so I got that cocktail from Greece and we continued to use those, those treatment, that IV support. Um, it lowered my my numbers from like 900 to 300, but it wasn't quite getting me to the finish line. And then my disease continued to progress where I had uh, cancer in my T6, my L5, my L5 fractured. Now that is painful. Yikes. And that's when I was in a wheelchair for two and a half months. I started to have fluid around my lungs. And then the real big Jesus story is when I had fluid around my heart. And that's when God showed up in a big way. Uh, I was in the cath lab within an hour of finding out I had fluid around my heart because I'm like, I can't breathe, doc. So she came in, 
sent me to the ER for a test. Sure enough, it's not the lungs again that's filling with fluid. It was my heart. So I went in. Uh, next thing I know, I had a doctor with a needle in my heart sucking out the fluid. And I was in ICU in the hospital for four extra days because they said the fluid, quote, always comes back. And um, sure enough, the uh, fluid didn't come back. And I got, I, I don't even know what month that was, but a few months after that, um, I had started, um, I think a few months before that heart thing, I had just started the chemotherapy, the radiation for the pain. Uh, and guys, I got that phone call that we dream of October 31st, 2014, that my scan I had just taken, my whole cancer was inactive. Like, what? Awesome. Yeah, I remember that day because I think you dropped your son off uh, in our neighborhood. It was Halloween, right? I think you mm -hmm. dropped your son off in our neighborhood to hang out yes. with the boys. And I remember that day. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, of course, you're waiting for that call, that that information. So, what does that mean? What does that mean when they say that to you? How, you know, what does that do to you emotionally and, and, and in terms of hope for the future? Oh, my gosh. First of all, it just, you can breathe. You finally feel like, okay, you know, I'm not going to die today or tomorrow or the next day. Like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. Like you got a little breathing room. And that means, you know, in, in this cancer world, you know, I call it the cancer club. You're never done. So now you're just on maintenance, so to speak. So we're on maintenance. So we continue to manage blood tests every month, making sure your tumor markers are like negative and good. Uh, I was on some medication to continue to suppress that, that hormone, estrogen hormone, so that it doesn't trigger my cancer back. So what I really learned here, this is big because as a chiropractor and I get a lot of people from both sides of the, of the coin and I don't, I didn't want to do chemo and radiation, but you know what? I, my body almost broke down completely and Hadn't I not done a little chemo, which was only two months, it wasn't a full six months, but it was only two and a half months of chemotherapy that actually turned the fire off in my body so it could heal. Right. So I think a lot of people um, get stuck in only integrative and, you know, and not look at, that's what medicine is also there for. So I find the middle road, a little bit of everything has been the key to my success and the key to the people that we work with. Well, and I think that, I think it's important to let our listeners know that it's not just a matter of finding the right doctors or finding the right treatment, but it's also, I mean, it's a multifactorial thing. You have to have a good attitude, which yes. you have an excellent attitude. Um, you have to have moral support. Yep. And I know that for you, and you've mentioned it a couple of times on this episode, that your faith is very important to you. So let's talk about the role that your faith has played in keeping you focused on what needs to get accomplished. Because a lot of people would prefer to just wallow in the diagnosis and in the dread of it all, mm -hmm. instead of trying to live fully with the promise of, this doesn't have to end in a death sentence. Um, you know, it, it can be a positive thing if you're looking at it a certain way. Exactly. And I tell all of the people that follow us that, you know, it's a health opportunity. 
like this is this happened to you for a reason it doesn't mean you're a bad person it just means we've got work to do your body you i was neglecting my body i was a super mom driving you know working so many hours a week living off coffee and sugar and and not really planning my my food very well and you know stress and um it just that's not a good combo as we know <laughs> right so yeah what i found is those those six components are kind of like six pieces to the pie that you know i find that people are missing one or the other and and my faith has been huge i mean it's been a cornerstone and i think our biggest job every day is stamping out fear i mean if every day if it comes in my head i have to stomp it out so for me i read the bible or i listen to music i read positive things i read great books one of my favorite books for your listeners is called um mind over medicine by dr lisa rankin it's l i s s a and it's just all these amazing stories of the body just healing and it's those stories that i held on to in bed that i couldn't move i was at 10 on the pain scale my two best friends would break into my house and check on me cuz i couldn't even get out of bed like you came and helped me one time when i was in a wheelchair the best gift was when you and i think anthony came over and made tacos for my family like we were so sick of food outside in a restaurant and I'm like can I just make some tacos for my family it'll be nice so thank you friend <laughs> it was nothing um so you know obviously our listeners can hear how positive you are but I, I want them to realize that you do have your own down moments and moments when you're hurting and yeah. when things are tough so let's talk a little bit about that yeah and so just a couple days ago I mean I have full reaction to the treatment I'm under and I'm like bad stomach ache. I can't leave the bathroom. And it's like, I'm a, it's a down day. Like, I don't know when these days are going to come about, but let me tell you, today's a good day. So you have to maximize a good day. So I saw some patients this morning, took my son somewhere, got the dog groomed and I'm doing this. So hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good day. But when those bad days happen, you know, you, those are those you got to dig deep. And what I will remind our listeners here is that it may be bad today, but tomorrow is not going to be the same. And I've, I have a witness to that because let me tell you, I've had some really hard days. Even this year, I've had lung issues and I've had seven lung taps and, you know, every day is going to be different. All you got to do is get through that moment and get through this day. And then tomorrow will be a new fresh day. So I hope that helps. Absolutely. I know that you've been working on an e-course called 10 Healing Agents for Cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Josie, I put together this, it's a little mini course. It's just $19, but it's everything that I wanted to tell someone who's just been diagnosed. So first of all, I want you to breathe <laughs> and it's almost like having that, co that coach or that patient navigator right there with you and you can watch it at home at night in your pajamas or maybe your friend, your best friend can watch it for you and take notes, but it's been on my heart for the last year and I just really wanted this resource that could bless you the family member that might be just diagnosed. And then also the money also blesses our nonprofit, which we'll talk about later, but it, it's just like a full circle healing process. And so it's just my first one. And I can't wait for many more to come from that. Just 
what do you guys want to learn about? Let's, let's talk about it. Let me get the doctors on here. Let's interview them. Let's, let's get this information out here to the masses. I think it'll provide great value to our listeners because as I said earlier, sometimes you get the diagnosis and you don't know what's next. And a lot of stuff is being thrown at you. So it, Sounds like it's a good resource for someone who has a new diagnosis or, or who has to deal with it in their family just to have someone who's already walked through it give some advice and some guidance. Yeah, and it's practical tools like, okay, where do I start? It's like, let's gather information. We're in the gather information phase. And the next lesson is like, okay, what is health 101. And then I go through all the different doctors you're going to want to have on your team. And so it's not just an oncologist or a surgeon, but it's like the chiropractor, the naturopath, the maybe uh, you need an acupuncturist, the massage therapist. So it's really practical things, not to overwhelm you, not to get crazy, but it's just, where the heck do I start? Because <laughs> this right. is all new. So when we come back, Angie, I want to talk about you know, if you have a friend who has cancer or a loved one who has cancer, what do we need to know to help them? Because I think a lot of us want to help, but we just don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. So when we come back, I want to dive into that. Perfect. Hey, friends, are you on Instagram? Because if you are, you should check out the Josiology Podcast Instagram account. That way you can stay in the loop on promo codes, cool memes, and behind-the-scenes peeks at what podcasting life is really like. But if you prefer Facebook, then I'd like to formally invite you to join the Josiology private Facebook group. That is where all the exclusive content, giveaways, and promo codes will be. I have some cool ones coming up, so you'll want to join the group today so you don't miss them. You will need a password to get in, though, and the password for today's episode is healing. See you there. When we learned about your diagnosis years ago, many of us wanted to help you. We just didn't even know how to do it or what to do or what you needed. And we imagined that you were so overwhelmed that it was kind of like, I, I don't even want to ask her what she needs because I don't <laughs> want to give her one more thing to think about. So now that you're on this side, can you speak to the loved ones, the friends of the people who have this diagnosis? What do they need to know and what can they be doing to help their friends and loved ones? Great question. First of all, you just got to respect their timing and their space because it is overwhelming and you don't want 15 people coming at you. But at the same time, for me, who I think I have it all together, I don't need any help. I'm that girl who, you know, is taking care of everybody else but myself. I had to learn quickly that I needed help and I, it was okay for me to ask for help. And here's the key thing is that by me not allowing people to help me, I'm robbing my friend's joy of blessing me. And then there's such a joy like, oh, see, I'm still think about when you came and made us some tacos, which is like a 20 minute <laughs> meal, but I still think about it. And my other friend who came with her whole cleaning supply and my husband was like, oh, no, don't at the time. And like, don't, like, that was too much. But I thought, oh, look at this friend who's just ready to go come and clean my house. So a couple tools I think is great is um, number one, when that person is on your heart, just text them. Just thinking of you. I love you. We're here for you. Um, let me know. Uh, 
what you need. And it's okay that they don't respond because I was in so much pain. I couldn't respond, but I saw the message and it melted my heart. So listen to those prompts because the timing is probably always amazing. Like they probably just got out of a doctor's office. They're in the car on the way home and you're like, I'm thinking of you. Boom. So that's positive. Another thing would be maybe have like a point person that say, I would feel comfortable to tell you three or four things that I would need, like pick up my kids from school or cut babysit because I got to go to another doctor's appointment, kind of have a lead person and then kind of delegate that circle outward. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. You know, like you can only deal with talking to one person when you are going through diagnosis and the emotions and the treatment and the pain. It's like, you don't want to talk to 15 people, but you can manage to talk to one person and say, okay, this is what I need. And now you, that one person can find the team of people who can pull it off. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe there's meals or now there's some new food restrictions and, you know, and when you're making a meal, make it, you know, don't bring sugar, don't bring carby things as that's not helping the cancer patient, but a good meal would be like organic vegetables, clean meat, spend the extra money and get those antibiotic free meats. Um, or maybe they're not doing meat. So, you know, make it, make it simple, but not overwhelming. So simple is good. And gas cards or restaurant cards for the rest of the family. That's pretty healthy because I'm not hungry. And most of the time I just want a cup of soup. <laughs> right. So I hope that helps. No, definitely. I would imagine that at some point when you're really feeling lousy, you just can't even think about even your family or anybody else. It's like, I just feel lousy and I don't want to think, you know, and, and at those moments, um, you know, if you're a friend of that person who's down at that moment, just make something up, you know, like I'm, I'm just going to go and show up with dinner, you know, and I'm just gonna, um, you know, pick up their kids and take them to whatever. Sometimes I think the person who is suffering doesn't even know what they want or need, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they can't even articulate that. So the person who wants to help, if you find yourself in that position of like, well, I don't even know what to do for them. Maybe just put yourself in that situation. What would I want someone to do for me? And, um, you know, just reach out and say, hey, can I take your kid with us to the movies this weekend or whatever, just to, you know, let them know that you're thinking about them, you want to help, and you're just trying to do something to make their life a little bit easier. Exactly. And maybe just drop off dinner at the porch and not not bother them and just, it's like, be their own door dasher, you know? Right. Here's the food or, or the little things. Exactly. If you're already in their circle of friends and you know, there's like a school event, you know, and just, Hey, can I bring your son or daughter to this, to the event? And like you said, don't let them think exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know in the past you wrote a book called redeem your health. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. I can't believe it's been out for a while now, but I wrote that book because I knew we all need to detox and nobody likes to. (laughs) So I wrote a book on the inspiration of how to get through a detox. So it's not, you can pick any detox you want, but I created a 21 day inspirational book with area for you to write and journal how to get through a cleanse because cleansing is what truly helped my body heal and stay healthy from the first diagnosis. 
and continues on into the second. And now it's 2019 and I have a third little wake up call that I'm, you know, it woke up, you know, I just got through a divorce. And so can you say a little stress? <laughs> uh, had to move my life and change my life. And um, so, yeah, that woke up the sleeping giant within my body. So like I said, we're never done. We're always a work in progress. And boy, I've learned so much again. But that that book has been a great resource and just having the conversation about detoxing the body so that you're in a an environment to heal your body. And that book can be found on Amazon? Yes. Just type in Redeem Your Health and you'll see it. I love it in hard copy or I think the ebook, the Kindle version is on there now as well. So I've led a group, many, many groups of women and men through that, like 20 or 30 at a time. And every time I've done the cleanse, the day to the perfect, like the, the message there is just, is perfect every time. So it was all God inspired for sure. So pick that up for some inspiration to, even if you've got to change your diet now, just use that as a resource to help you get through those changes so that your body can heal. Right. Because the book is not cancer specific. It's just about being healthy. Exactly. And I'm going to put the link to that book um, and the book you mentioned earlier in the show notes for this episode so that listeners, uh, if they're out jogging or whatever, while they're listening to this, yeah. can come back to the website, which is josiology.com. And you can find um, Dr. Willacala's episode and the links to those books will be on that um, show note page. We've mentioned healing agents a couple times this episode, so let's dive into that because you are a force. You've been dealing with cancer for the better <laughs> part of like, what, is it almost 10 years now? Eight 10 years, man. Crazy. But in the meantime, you've organized a nonprofit organization called Healing Agents International, correct? Yes, we have helped people in Netherlands and now Lebanon. So we're now officially uh, international. Awesome. So tell us all about that, how that came about, what it is, and how people who are listening can help if they're led to do so. So it began uh, during my journey and between the first and the second diagnosis. And I just saw the gaps, the gaps in the care, the gaps in, you know, my insurance is not going to pay for my vitamin C IVs or the other treatments that I actually need to heal my body. Like just to go see the integrative doctor, that's like 300 bucks, you know, and they're not, the insurance isn't covering that. So I've decided to create this so that we could be that healing agent that we're like, we're like secret agents, you know, but we're helping people heal their, help their bodies heal from cancer and, you know, be filling the gap. So if I need to, I've sent people to my nutritionist and paid for it. I've bought their supplements for them. I've paid medical bills. I paid rent. Where is the gap in this journey? It's painful and hard. So we want to make it lighter. We just want to make this journey a little bit easier for the next person. So, so the organization provides resources, uh, not just financial, but also in terms of connecting people with other providers or treatment modalities. Yes. So I'm like the the navigator, the ultimate patient navigator where I have resources across the country. And 
you know, I, I don't tell you what to do. I give you the buffet of options is what I call it. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you want to go to Mexico, you've heard something there. I have this, the two or three, you know, doctors that are there that you can talk to and, you know, just, we help you, whatever you might need, whatever direction you want to go. And I share my experience. I've shared, you know, all phases of this journey. We're here to help you. and get you what you need. Now, if there's a listener who is going through cancer um, right now and is thinking, yeah, I really need some direction here, how do they find out more about Healing Agents? Do you have a website, a Facebook page? Absolutely. Everything Healing Agents. Our Facebook page is Healing Agents. Uh, Our website is healingagents.org. And you can find out, connect with me or just email me at healingagents with an S at Gmail. And I do a free consultation and then we can set up kind of see where you're at. Like where are the holes in the plan? What doctors are you missing? And just help you feel better, you know, and and I help you just breathe. I take some stress away and encourage you know that you're doing the right things. And yeah, that's, that's what I love to do. Like forget practice. This is just, this is the next layer of helping people. I've always been helping people my whole life, but this is like God has me in this cancer path for a long time for a reason. So I'm just paying it forward because he's kept me here. And speaking of paying it forward, if there's a listener who's been inspired and wants to donate to keep your mission going, how do they do that? They can make a a one-time donation on the healingagents.org website at the donation page. Uh, but we really need um, a monthly support member. So you could become a healing agent member. Um, the link, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's uh, You can post it in your page. It's also on the website is too under programs, but it's an auto debit of just $19 a month or $49 and you can pick it. It's through a safe, a safe venue and um, that money you'll get a tax deduction at the end of the year. And that money goes directly to cancer patients, families. Like I'm not taking up salary. No, there's no, everyone volunteers on our board on our administrators. The money goes right to the people. And I've been very passionate about that. There's a lot of nonprofits out there that raise millions of dollars and ask them what percentages go to the people. So that's my passion. Awesome. Angie, thank you so much for joining me today and and for getting real about what it's like to have cancer. Thank you for letting me ask you some tough questions and uh, mostly just thank you for being a beacon in this, you know, area of fear. Like you said, we got to stomp out the fear because fear is what's going to ultimately hold people back from finding something that could potentially cure them or at least keep them alive for another 10 years like it's done for you. And I know that Like I said, you're a fighter and you have many more years to go. Thank you so much. Healing is an inside job and you just can't give up. That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Josiology. Be sure to visit Josiology.com to access the show notes and discover fantastic bonus content. To join the conversation, find us on Facebook or Instagram with username at Josiology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.